When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Faux Fiction Audio brings you another case from the spiral bound and sticky note files of Mickey McKinney, Boy Detective. Mickey McKinney, that mini-mystery man, solves the cases that plague the halls of Maple Ridge Middle School with his trusty partner and friend, Sam Hayes. No pet or project too lost, no cafeteria food too mysterious, no case too small when Mickey McKinney is on the job. The name's Hayes. Sam Hayes. I'm a sleuth. A peeper. A private eye. A... Do I really have to do all of this? Kind of a mouthful. Come on, we gotta set the scene. This isn't setting the scene, this is a Shakespeare monologue, McHamlet. It's one page to- look, let me do the intro. You- you cue the jazz. Sure thing. Hit it, Leon! <clears throat> McKinney here. Mickey McKinney. You give up a lot to wear your detective's hat just so. To stand out in the crowd is something other than a part of the hallowed masses. To be the solution for every client's question, like where is my cat? Is that real beef casserole? Or help me find my missing bike? I have answered these questions as best I can with a steely resolve and hard-boiled demeanor that brooks no argument. But in choosing to follow this rambling road not usually taken, I've had to make do with only myself for company. Which leads me to the present with its strange turn of events. For the world I had known for so long had been turned on its head. And I'm not just talking about the opening monologues. My solo act had become a duo, as I had gained five foot two of sass and fatigue as an assistant to yours truly. <clears throat> Partner. Right, right, I forgot. Regardless, the paper sign on the door now read McKinney and Hayes Investigations, and would continue to do so until the janitor tore it down. Again. It was the case that had started Sam's first week with a bang that had brought around this partnership of sorts. You almost done? Though, considering how well we were getting along, our alliance was looking to be shorter and shorter by the minute. The week didn't start out that well. In fact, it all went downhill the moment I showed her the office. This place is a dump. Dump? Do you know how I was able to get this office in the first place? I had to find the janitor's pet parrot. <laughs> Piece of cake. It was in the air vents. And that bird is the devil in green feathers. <laughs> I barely made it out of there alive. And to show his gratitude for such a heroic feat, Joe lets you use his mop closet during study hall. Personally, I would have been happy with a gift card. Obviously, on this matter we differ. <laughs> Oh, we differ on a lot more matters than this fedora head. We just don't have the airtime to go through them all. Shut up. Ooh, burn. The way things were going, we would be lucky to last until Wednesday morning. And I guess my faithful assistant, I, I mean my partner, thought the same thing because the office was empty when I opened up on Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> 
Which was just as well, because if Girl Friday had been there, she would have scared off the client who knocked on the door. Would you be Mickey McKinney? Probably. I don't see anyone else behind the desk. What can I do for you, kid? Well, I heard that you were a detective of sorts. Well, if you heard it, that must mean it's true. Was I mistaken, then? Frank, in my art class, said you were good at solving problems. Well, I've got a jawbreaker to pay you with if you can help me. Well, why didn't you say so? Pull up a chair and tell me what's on your mind. I, uh, I don't see any chairs besides the one you're sitting in. Yeah, I must have run off with the sofa. Grab a bucket, then. What's your name, kid? Angus. Angus McGee. Oh, that's a name just asking to be mangled. What's that? I mean, what's the angle here, kid? I want you to help me ask the most beautiful girl in the world to the dance next Friday. Yeah, a little melodramatic for this early in the afternoon. Who's the lucky girl? Kailani Groom. Oh. Kailani Groom. Now there was a lady who was as pretty as... Well, leaving aside for the moment, I didn't have anything to compare her to. Angus wasn't wrong in his description. Kai Groom cruised past easy on the eyes and kept going past gorgeous. Or at least, this is the opinion of most of the boys at our school. There'd be no shortage of competition, and I couldn't help thinking that the tragically named Angus McGee was putting way too much faith in the powers of yours truly. On the other hand, I've always been a sucker for an obvious underdog. Tell you what, kid. You fill me in on what you want, and I'll let you know if it's possible. Free of charge. I want her to fall in love with me. What do I look like, Cupid? This is a mop by my elbow, not a bow and arrow. Well, maybe this wasn't such a good idea, then. Uh, well, well, let's not be hasty. I may not be much of a hand in the cherub department, but I... <clears throat> know a few ways to charm a lady. You ever talk to her in person? Oh, no. I mean, I, well, she's so, and I... Uh, and I am just a little wee lad. I get the picture. Okay. Well, the Cyrano method is out the window. Maybe you should try writing her a few anonymous love letters to get her attention. But how will she fall in love for me if she doesn't know who they're from? Look, kid, ladies like a little mystery. We'll catch her interest with a few notes, some flowers. Maybe I'll snoop around and find some other things she likes, and then BAM! Thursday before the dance, we'll reveal your identity, and you can take your Cinderella to the ball. And this will work? Ah, sure, nothing to it. Listen, Romeo, we do a few days of poetry and candy, and we'll have her in your arms by next Thursday. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'll go get started. Maybe I'll go to the library. Look up poetry. Hey, you go do that. I wonder if she likes roses or daisies. Uh, goodbye, then. Oh, excuse me, lass. Thank you. Thank you again. You're late. Traffic was a bear. If you'd left earlier, you might not have had that problem. If I'd left earlier, I would have had to look at your face longer. Our... Conflicts of interest didn't improve when I took Sam out into the field. <laughs> He's the sweetest little bunny in the whole wide world. You've got to find him. I don't know how he got out of his cage. Well, you leaving the cage door open does help. Sam! <laughs> Look, Ruthie, I'm sure Mr. Fluffy couldn't have gotten far. We'll find him and have him in your arms by the end of the day, or your payment of two Snickers bars will be cheerful. Found him. He was behind the bookcase. Mr. Fluffy, you're okay. Oh, you were in so much trouble for running off. No carrots for dessert, mister. 
Oh, but I'm so glad I found you. Sam, there is a rhythm to these things. Oh, what were you going to do? Monologue until the rabbit got bored and came out of hiding? There was no way he could get out the door, and the window was locked. The bookshelf was the only place that made sense. You want me to skip the obvious hiding place next time and suggest you check the air vents? Don't even joke. I can't thank you enough. Here, Mickey, two Snickers bars. Keep your candy. We don't need it. Sam, what are you doing? Do you know how much sugar is in those things? You're lucky you still have all your teeth. Come on, let's go. You know, if you didn't want yours, I could have eaten it. The next case wasn't any better. There is definitely something strange about this chocolate pudding. Sam, bag a sample. We'll have it analyzed and get the results to you in the morning, Freddy. I'll give you two giant lollipops, Mickey. Just tell me, what are those things that are swimming in it? It's larvae. What, wait, what now? I got the lunch lady to talk. She said she'd found the package on the back shelf and didn't think anyone would notice. Considering it was sitting up there for a couple years, I'm not surprised. But I ate. Oh, I don't feel so good. Don't worry, you don't need to pay us either. Th what? No! Thankfully, Sam was challenged to a flag football game around noon before things could get worse. I took it as a sign to get in some legwork on my own. After grabbing some lunch, of course. So I braved the masses in order to get a sandwich and some pie that looked fairly edible. Why I had messed up a sweet solo gig by taking on a five foot two bossy know-it-all was beyond me. I'd done well for myself with my snoop and peep find and solve cases. There'd been no one to argue with, to share the pay, to bicker over who got the desk, or who got the bucket client chair. In fact, life had been fairly simple. Uh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't watching where I was going. Eh, that's alright. Neither was I. Uh, oh, uh, hi. Hello. You, um, <clears throat> need my insurance card, or should we just call this a minor collision? <laughs> You're funny. Thanks. I don't hear that enough. Can I, uh, can I get you a Coke to replace the one on your sweater? No, no, it's fine. No, I insist. I'm Mickey. Kailani. Well, everyone just calls me Kai. I know. Pardon? Uh, nothing, I mean... Wait, you're that detective guy, right? You helped my friend Stacy find her cat. Oh, yeah. Strike Tabby. Tiger or something like that. I got three words for him. Manicure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. My shirt looked like it had gone through the shredder by the time I got him out of the tree. I... he actually could use some help myself. Not a cat. It's more personal. Oh, well, stop by my office anytime during study hall, and I'll see what I can do to help. You, uh, you sitting with anyone? Oh, yeah, my theater club is over there. Ah, theater, huh? That's... that's something you like? I love it. This week we're studying Romeo and Juliet. It's so romantic. The brightness of her cheek would shame those stars as daylight doth a lamp. Act two, scene two. We're covering that now. Yeah, I must have absorbed it while I was sleeping in English class. <laughs> Most guys don't absorb anything. <laughs> well, um, here's your soda. Have fun with you. You know, your theater group. Would you like to join us? No, I've got some, um, i got some stuff to do. But maybe some other time. Oh. Okay, then. Well, I'll see you around. Oh, boy. What did I get myself into now?
The name's Hayes. Sam Hayes. I'd like to go on record and say that normally, I'm not one for opening statements. But, if the fedora head was the only one telling his side of events, this case was going to be full of hyperbole, similes, and gaudy metaphors. Not to begrudge McShorty, the kid knew how to do the job, once he stopped monologuing. But things would be simpler if he left me in charge once in a while. And this was something I wanted to make very clear to McMunchkin, because he might have hired me to be his extra muscle, but I was determined to prove that I was more than just a pair of fists and a third-degree black belt. There was a brain under this camel cap of mine, and I was prepared to step on a few toes to verify that. And that was the reason, and I mean the only reason, why I was seated behind the desk when Kailani Groom walked into the office. Oh, excuse me, I was looking for Mickey. And you found me instead. Relax, you got the right broom closet. How can I help you? Well, I... Sam Hayes, by the way. I'm the short one's partner. Partner? Sorry. He's out investigating a missing science project. Or Martian space probe. He left me a note. It's kind of hard to read his handwriting. Anyway, have a seat. Gum? The free gum made her hesitate. The glance at the door told me she wanted to make a bolt for it. But, after another glance at the exit, she went and sat down on the bucket like a good girl. I felt for her. I really did. She looked completely out of place with her matching shoes and dress, surrounded by mops and dust with only yours truly for company. And even I fit in better, as the flag football game had covered me in muck and mud. We sat for a good 10-20 seconds in silence, she avoiding eye contact and brushing dust off her dress, me watching and wondering if she needed a push to start her talking. I'm I'm really not even sure I should be here, but things are getting too weird. Why don't you start from the beginning? I've... I've been getting these notes. All week. On my desk, pushed into my locker, even attached to my bike. They're the only way that I, that I know they're from the same person is that the letters have been cut out of magazines. See? Huh. Sounds like someone doesn't want you to know who they are. Some were kind of sweet. Messages like, you've got eyes like summer skies, or you're the prettiest girl in the world. But but then there's these. Your smile is like warm haggis. I watch you every day? Okay, these are getting less weird and more creepy. I've gotten notes before. Guys, usually the ones too shy to ask in person, person usually slip them to me. But these. No name, no way to tell who he is. I just want to make sure he's harmless, that it's all well-intentioned, because if not, I just really want to be sure, okay? She looked away again, at the door, as if hoping her knight in size small armor would come through at any minute. I was willing to bet a pack of beef jerky she was a little skittish and a whole lot over her head, no matter how many notes she'd gotten in the past. Take a breath and relax. I'll take the case. Did your mystery author leave anything else behind? Anything at all? Nope. Just just the notes. I'm going to need to hang on to them for examination. Also, I'll need your locker number and class schedule so I can start keeping an eye out for anyone suspicious. Of course. I'll write it down. McTiny may want to be paid in candy when this is over. Who? Tom Thumb. My partner. <sighs> Mickey. Oh, <laughs> I get it. So here's everything. Come back in a day or two, and I'll brief you on progress. Right. 
thank you. I, I'm so sorry. I have rehearsal right now and I'm, I'm already late. Go. I'll take it from here. <laughs> I'll see you around. Thank you. And with that, she was gone, with only the smell of gum and perfume to tell me she had been there at all. I started going over the notes and was still examining them when Mickey came back, ten minutes later. Oh! What are you doing here? Hello yourself. You find the missing what's-it? The janitor put it in the cupboard by accident. Ah, of course. You got someone who can examine your evidence, right? There wasn't any. The project was... No, not that. Got another case while you were out. We did? I did. So, you got a science guy? Sure, but now might not be the best time to talk to her. Too bad. Let's go. Ah! Nobody move! I've got a super soaker, and I'm not afraid to use it! Water is your best defense. Who said anything about water? This baby is full of my specially potent stink spray. <laughs> One drop, and you'll smell like rotten eggs and gym socks for a week. Has anyone told you that you're a very strange girl? <laughs> Constantly. Hey, I said don't move. Can I step in before this gets out of hand? Uh, be my guest. Who the heck are you? His girlfriend? Ugh. Please don't say that. I just ate. Hey! Sam Hayes. I'm the partner to this bull in the china shop. I'm standing right here. We've actually got a piece of evidence we hoped you could analyze. Yeah, what else is new? You'll keep an eye on him? Scout's honor. <sighs> Alright, what have you got? One of our clients received these. She's kind of freaked out. What do you want me to do about it? You know, look through your microscope. Do some you know, sciencey stuff. Maybe give us a clue to who left it. Sciencey stuff? Clue? Do you have any idea how stupid you sound? I am a scientist, not some magician who can pull your solution out of my hat like a rabbit. This, this is a piece of paper with letters glued to it. I can give you the paper stock type, the type of glue used, but other than that, I got nothing. Except to guess that whoever did this doesn't want you to know who he is. Doesn't want us to... Oh, no. You're sure you can't do anything else? Come on, Kai's been receiving these creepy notes all week. Kai? Notes? Oh, this is bad. Sorry, I can't even get fingerprints from it. It's been handled by so many people, now I'd be more likely to get a fingerprint from one of you. Uh, excuse me, girls, I, uh, I gotta go. What got into him? Eh, he's always a little weird. At least he didn't break anything this time. Oh, Jesus. Oh, sorry, Burners. Well, thanks anyway. No problem. Stop by any time. The name's McKinney. If you have figured out the culprit to this little case already, then congratulations. Your mother must be very proud of you, and you should probably check the mail for the next few days, as we'll be sending you your very own Junior Detectives badge. But back to the story. Rule number one of the detective's handbook. Always protect the client. This can be a difficult rule at the best of times, and though this was clearly not one of those occasions, I was still obligated to do what I could to ensure a happy ending for both my clients. Angus wanted Kai as his date for Friday's dance. Kai had hired Sam to find her author. So long as Angus didn't do anything stupid, there was still a chance for a happy ending after all. If I could get the kid to answer his phone,
The name's Hayes. Sam Hayes. Of all the info I had gotten from Kai, the one thing I forgot to get from my client was her phone number, so there was no way to give her the bad news of the lab results. Fortunately, I did have her class schedule, so I was waiting for her early Thursday morning when she arrived for class. What is it? You have news? You found out who it is? Please say you know who it is. Whoa, one question at a time. Bad news. Our science girl wasn't able to help find our author. It's getting seriously freaky now. He threw a rock through my window last night. Oh my gosh. Were you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine, but there was a note attached to it that said, I'll never leave you. Look, I, I know you mean well, but my dad called the police last night after it happened. Just give me another day. I'm sure I can... Oh no. What's wrong? These flowers outside your locker? <gasps> Get those away from me. They're actually kind of pretty. Oh, and there's a note attached. Sorry for scaring you. I'll pay for the window. Angus McGee. Wow, that's a name just asking to be mangled. Well, at least we know he's friendly. Kai? Oh my god, Kai? Somebody help! She can't breathe! Somebody! Hang on, Kai. I'm gonna get you to the nurse's office. Just stay with me. Do, do you hear me, Kai? Stay with me! We came as soon as we got your text. How is she? Who's the plus one? Oh, Sam, this is Angus McGee, my client. This? This is the little creep who's been scaring Kai? Now, take a breath, Sam. You are dead. You are so dead, your ghost is going to need a funeral. Do you know how long it took to revive her? Those flowers put her into anaphylactic shock- That's enough, Sam. Get out of my way, Mickey, or I swear I'll make you into a human pretzel. Fine. Go ahead. What? Twist me like a pretzel. A balloon animal. Whatever you like. But don't lay a hand on my client. This is stupid moral code of yours? Yeah. So deal with it. Look, Angus didn't mean any harm. He just wanted to take Kai to tomorrow's dance. He wrote the notes because I said they'd be romantic. He put out the flowers because I told him he'd scared Kai and he was trying to make amends. You want to blame someone for this mess? Blame me. And what about the rock through the window? Oh, he said in the note I was sorry about that. I, my hand sort of slipped. You broke a window? Why didn't I hear about this? Uh, well, to tell the truth, it was a little embarrassing. Sam Hayes, Kai Groom is asking for you. We'll be right there. We? Yeah. If there's any chance of us getting this mess straightened out, you idiots are coming with me to apologize. Well, come on, let's go. They look nice out there, dancing, don't you think? I mean, Kai's dad is keeping them at arm's length just in case Angus pulls another creeper stunt, but still. Yeah, they look happy. Well, McWistful, going to ask for the next dance? How did you- Please. It's obvious. Oh, well, anyway, that wasn't our job. We were just supposed to help Angus get Kai. And prove to Kai her mysterious author was harmless. I'm glad she forgave Angus, though. If someone had to have a happy ending, I'm glad it was him. And now, boys and girls, as a special treat, an original song from our very own Kailani Groom.
There's a girl on the grass and she's all alone Just to prove she's alive, she takes out her phone I'm just glad Kai's parents called off the police search. I did not need accessory to vandalism on my rap sheet. You sure you don't want to dance? No, that would be selfish, putting my my needs in for ahead of the clients. Another stupid moral code? Yes. You're an idiot. Yeah, well, at least I'm a well-paid idiot. Thanks for your help. I wouldn't have gotten here without you. I know, but it's nice to hear you say so. So, uh... Think you can survive as my partner for another week? Hmm. You're weird, annoying, and a complete pain in the neck. Eh, what the heck, I've got some free time. But, we need to lay down some ground rules. First, no bucket for me. I need a chair, and a desk if we can find one. Second, if you have to get paid in candy, I want to be paid in beef jerky. Or baseball cards. I haven't decided yet. Third, would it kill you to let me be in charge sometimes? The name's McKinney. A detective's lot in life means that sometimes certain things get left behind in exchange for the chance to stand out in the crowd. To know your uncertain place out in the cosmos. Like the knowledge that sometimes there wasn't anyone to watch your back. But recently, my world had been turned on its head. And for better or for worse, when I looked over my shoulder, I knew I had someone there. So is it alright if we sit together? There's a pair on that bench down on the grass. And now who knows what'll come to pass. Mickey McKinney, Troubles with Teamwork, was written and directed by Ruby Fink, with music by Leon Biscara and Hannah Edelson. Faux Family Cast includes the voices of Lucas Guerrero as Mickey McKinney, Violet Fink as Sam Hayes, Leanne Labra as Burners, CJ Longhammer as Angus McGee and Freddie, Hannah Edelson as Kailani Groom, Sam Reeder as Ruthie, Nurse, and Mrs. Lewis, and me. Zach Johnson as your announcer. This recording, characters, and the situations within are the property of their author and creator, and protected by copyright. So until the next case, Faux Fiction Audio says goodbye. I'm Jack Ward from the Mutual Audio Network. This week, Canada, England, and the entire Commonwealth mourns the loss of the world's longest-serving queen, Elizabeth II, known throughout the world as Elizabeth the Great. Whether you yourself are a monarchist or a friend of someone from the Commonwealth, please take a moment to consider and respect their loss as she makes her final ride this upcoming week. Thank you.